finding some small wins and, uh, you know, and, and maybe some days it's not a win. Maybe some days it's a lesson, but like, no matter what you have to focus on the effort and the energy and less about the outcome. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of Live an Extraordinary Life. I am your host, Tim Bishop, and this podcast serves as a guide to help you define what an extraordinary life is for yourself. Today, I'm very excited to introduce to you Laura Jeminder. She is our guest today. She is an owner of multiple businesses, an executive leadership coach, a professional speaker, and in her words, a passion igniter. Laura, how are you doing today? Thank you so much for joining us. I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for having me, Tim. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I feel like I have to start by, I saw on your website that you define yourself as a passion igniter. I want you to talk about that for a little bit. What does that mean to you? And what is, why is that resonate with you so much? You know, really to me, it's all about like what lights you up, what you found is the meaning in your life. And for everyone that looks a lot different. And for me, I'm so it's so important because there was a time in my life where I really wasn't very passionate about anything in my life, uh, particularly my, the work piece of it. And so to be able to, to do a lot of uh, hard work on myself, uh, to switch that to just being very passionate about all I'm doing and to be energized and to help other people really find that passion and to play to their potential. Yeah. Wow. I'm excited to dive into to all of that because I totally agree having the energy and also giving that to others sounds sounds awesome. So do you want to give people just a two minute summary of, of your journey quickly? You don't have to give them all the details. We'll get into that, but just kind of like the general summary of, of kind of like the last years of your life and where you're at right now, maybe one big project or company you're working on right now that you're most excited about. So I had been coaching on the side for about 10 years. I kind of stumbled into coaching when I was having a quarter life crisis. Uh, my college internship uh, in HR turned into a career. And seven years later, I really kind of started feeling like maybe I'm not in the right spot. And then I spent that seven years really exploring what that looked like, what that meant, and trying to find the passion. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, so it's been a little bit, it kind of came and went fastest with some life changes this year, but I just hit five years uh, where I have been full-time in my business. Wow, it's, congrats. It's, thank you, and it's just been so amazing, and I've had the opportunity to really support uh, so many different clients. I really, like you talked about, like the leadership and executive coaching, and I also, uh, what I saw with being in coaching for 10 years is that some of the clients that I worked with at the beginning of my journey were starting to loop back and saying like, I'm following you on social media. I see like you're, you're speaking and you're training and you're doing all these, working with all these different clients and starting movements and having events. And how are you doing that? Like, I want to start a business. And so it's really even shifted to do a lot with business coaching. And I work with um, several organizations locally and actually international to do business coaching now as well. Wow. That's when they asked, how did you do it? You, t you say, well, it took 12 years of hard work. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't like this overnight thing. Yes. Yes. And that scares away the people that aren't the good fit to work with me when they're like, you know, or even just that it took seven years for me to have like a feeling corporate wavy wasn't the right fit to like leaving and having something I was running towards and not to be like running away from something. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not a quick fix, is it? 
No, it really isn't. But you didn't get wherever you are overnight either. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Very true. So you, I want to go back to the, you mentioned the, the quarter life crisis in a bit. And, oh. and I was, I was looking into, <laughs> looking into your history a bit. And I, I saw that you, you said online that you said that there was a point in your life when you started to ask deeper questions and that that scared the shit out of you. And I think that, that scares the, I think it scares the shit out of most people. Um, because you're, you know, you're being more vulnerable with yourself and you're opening up yourself to something new, but you said it led to an intense journey to get to know yourself. I yeah. resonated with that a lot. Cause I was like, I kind of feel like I'm starting to do that a little bit yeah. myself and I've never identified it as an intense journey to get to know myself, but I was like, Oh, that sounds cool. Just give us a little bit of a, a walkthrough of what did that look like? Like what this intense journey to get to know yourself. That might not even, I don't even know if a lot of people would know what that means. And I'm curious what that journey looked like for you. You know, I think it's just like you get to a point where like, I can't live this life one more day. Like I bottomed for sure. And it was, you know, years of really feeling like I was living the wrong life. And it just felt so soul crushing. And, mm. you know, to really have that moment. And for me, the, the feeling was lingering for years for sure. But like what kind of like switched it for me is like, we think like the way that our mind works is like, we default a lot to like isolating and to think like we're the only ones because we are start trying so hard to save ourselves from shame and embarrassment and judgment and like all those pieces. So I really didn't even talk about how miserable I was to most people. I put on a smile, I would do my volunteer stuff, I would do my happy hours. And so, you know, for me, uh, one of the big like switches was I went to see, this is, you know, dated right, of course, but eat, pray, love. And to see Julia Roberts' character, you know, Elizabeth Gilbert on her bathroom floor bawling because she was so flipping miserable in her life. And to see how that, you know, unfold, her journey unfolded, it was like, wow, like maybe no one's coming to save me. Maybe I just need to start doing different things. And really getting to know myself and who was I, I'm, you know, separating from, you know, the identity of like being a good girl. And I was the oldest of three girls. And it was like being the leader and being, but even in that, it was like being perfect. And like, you know, my college internship, I got it because my best friend got the internship there first. I started like pursuing other companies, totally got a ton of like door slammed in my face. And finally, we were supposed to report back that like next day to class. And she was like, you don't have an internship. How about I ask them if you can come with me? And I was like, okay. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, so it's just kind of like, how do you get to where you are? Of course, that doesn't happen overnight. But then like starting to get to know yourself. And even if it's like a small thing, like what are the things in your life that, you know, light you up? Like what are uh, the things that people maybe compliment you on? Like, you know, for me, a big piece of it was I was in, um, I had joined junior league in my early twenties and was volunteering quite a bit. And I had gotten tapped on the shoulder to do leadership. And it was like, who me step up <laughs> as a leader. Um, but you know, just sometimes it's even like before you have confidence in yourself, other people see your potential. And like, those are the people you need to surround yourselves with. Wow. That's incredible. So Julia Roberts was the, was the igniter, huh? <laughs> Yeah, Elizabeth Gilbert's story, right? Yes, yeah. those two power. Yes, definitely. Wow. Yeah, that's that's powerful, and it's. I think it's very common to to think again, like you said, the isolation that you're the only one going through it, and then mm -hmm. you snap out of that mindset and you say, "Wait a second, 
this isn't just me. I, I, I can get out of this. People have gotten out of this. There's other people who are going yeah. through this and it, it makes it feel less a daunting of a task when you know people have done it before yes. you. Yes. And I left that movie. I went to the, the nearest card store, got a journal and started journaling and just thinking about like, what would I want different without like putting any limits on myself? Like no matter how ridiculous, just start putting stuff out there, you know? And so one of the first things as I did is I took a really intense two day career change workshop and at the breaks and lunch, everyone was coming up to me with questions and advice. And I was like, maybe I could be a coach. And then it was kind of like, well, let's experiment. Let's do some homework. Let's do some research and, and talk to people that are doing coaching and what might that look like? Yeah. So talk to me about those, those questions you started to ask yourself and those things you started to do to then start to identify that, you know, you're working on, I mean, at what, five to six to maybe more projects now. Like how did you, what questions did you start to ask yourself after this kind of eye-opening moment? And then how did you start to guide yourself towards where you are now? You know, I think that some of the questions were really like, what do I like to do? what am I good at? For me, there was such a contrast between my job and what I was doing, like, for example, in my volunteer life. And I really loved how I felt volunteering with my women's group and networking with them and the leadership development piece. And then I think it's creating a new story for you. One example for me was really what are, what do I like to do? What am I good at? And really taking an assessment, for example, um, you know, I went to the UW just like you did, and my degree was in adult education, but I had gotten so far in my career that that wasn't even part of my narrative anymore. That wasn't a label. Mm. That wasn't something I considered myself a trainer. Um, and, and so really kind of thinking about that piece of it and in and, and what are the skills I have? What do I like to do? And like, what does that look like to do something different? And for me, I was, it was my job right out of college. So I didn't even know if it was, I just didn't like my company. I didn't like my role. Like, do I just want to do something completely different? Do I want to reinvent myself? And, and what I've seen in, in my business in the last 10 years, it's like you're constantly reinventing yourself. You're constantly refocusing. Um, I did a strengths finder a couple of years ago and being really high in woo and communication. And then knowing I have this adult education background, I have the certification in HR and coaching. And what does that look to do? Training and workshops and motivational speaking. And that's that's when I started my business even five years ago. I didn't, I had no idea I would be doing those things. I like what you said there about kind of the ongoing aspect of it because it's not like this one and done thing or this no. I make my New Year's resolution and then I go on 12 months and I do it again. And, you know, I'm curious with this, you know, this journey because I think it does become almost an integral part of life as once you start asking yourself these, these bigger questions, you start reflecting more about your own life that it becomes kind of just a part of who you are and how you view the world. And, mm -hmm. and as I see how you view the world and you have all these big visions and missions and movements that you want to create um, for yourself personally and professionally. And I'm, I'm curious if you think there's a right time to start this, this journey, I guess. I have like my own opinions when I say, when I think, well, the earlier, the better. Um, I, I think that's kind of the general gist how I view it, but I'm curious how, how you view it. Cause I mean, it does seem like there's a big trend of quarter life crisis or something, or you go through about the first, you know, five or six years of your career before you're kind of like, wait a second, how can I think bigger here? And, and I'm like, well, how can I get, you know, 20 to 22 year olds to start thinking bigger, you know, right when they're out of college, how, how could you, you do that? So I'm curious what you think about, like, is there a, a right time or does it come to, to people at their own pace? Or how do you view, like, when's the right time to start this intense journey to get to know yourself? 
Uh, I would jokingly say yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. There's um, a good answer. <laughs> I know, right? Because we're like, we're always evolving. And so I think the more we learn about ourselves, the more that we are able to like align our lives and our decisions with our values. Um, but, you know, being realistic with everything, I think that anyone who is hearing, you know, this conversation we're having and feeling like, oh, I want something different. Um, you're, you're right where you need to be. And that, you know, that maybe that reflection piece needs to just be, you know, turned up a notch. I think too, I wish personally that I would have done it sooner when I was feeling um, very comfortable. You know, mm. I wasn't yet bored. I wasn't restless. I wasn't feeling called for something else, but I wasn't growing either. I right. was really right. being contained by my comfort zone. And now that I'm on this side of it, I was able to see I had some um, and I've talked probably about some childhood trauma that I had dealt with. And what that looked like was that basically I was, you know, had, had really a fear of being out in the world. And so I had to take some time to, you know, build my confidence, grow my skill set. And I was so lucky that the company I landed an internship at, every, you know, it was like my coworkers were like family to me. Everyone was nurturing and super supportive. And so looking back, I understand why that, that really lingered. But just, you know, I think that piece of the the growth mindset like I know that's kind of a buzzword but right you know, I think that anyone who wants to be successful like in anything in any ways or maybe you're just you know stuck or you need some clarity but really being you know just trying one thing new maybe you take a different you know route home from work or you try a restaurant you've never had or you know we were talking about um going to a workshop that we both had attended. You right. know, maybe it's just something like that where it's a little bit out of your comfort zone and maybe it's it's a little bit scary but more exciting. And then you invite a friend to go with you. Like a lot of the things I've done, I've done in collaboration with other people because you have you're able to pull in your know, skill sets, you're able to pull in strengths that that complement where you are and what you have to offer. And then it makes it less scary. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't need to be this this huge giant leap right away, right? I think there's there's mm -hmm. risk, perceived risk there where, where you say, well, I have to change. I have to do something different. But again, to your point, it's not like where you are right now compared to where you, you know, when you started this journey 12 years ago, you didn't do that overnight. It was small changes, little steps, new questions you were asking. And I liked what you had said about, I think it is a combination of looking forward, but also looking backwards. And mm -hmm. I think I'm a huge believer that, everything in our lives are connected. So all the yeah. downs are teaching us something, all the ups are teaching us something, all the experiences are teaching yeah. us something. And can you talk about a few of those, you know, early on experiences that you looked back on and said, oh man, if I would have, or like just realizing like, oh, that actually shaped a lot of who I am because I think our past does shape a lot of who we are. And if we don't reflect on it, then you might miss some of those important lessons that life was trying to teach you. Yeah, I mean, just, you know, kind of like I hinted at earlier, but I had a, a childhood trauma. I was, um, I went over to my neighbors one day and he groped me, who was, he was a, a grandfather figure to me. And that was really, um, you know, I kept it a secret and it was just very upsetting because I was really good friends with his granddaughter who was my age. And, um, you know, what that piece of it looked like to really start shutting down. It wrecked my confidence. Like I was at that age where I was, you know, just kind of starting to get into guys and, um, you know, really didn't do much to, you know, process and heal. I just kind of kept shoving, you know, my emotions and kept shoving it down and just um, did a lot of isolating and felt like I was different than everybody. Um, but, you know, some of the things along the way that I look back and because I thought I was different, like, for example, 
I didn't waver with peer pressure at all. Like I had friends that did drugs. I had friends that skipped school. I had friends that, you know, did other things that weren't necessarily. But for me, it was like, I was already different in other anyways. So there was nothing about like me saying no to people that would, that would push that away. And, and, and honestly, I think it really built up like my resilience and my determination. And then you have something to prove. You know, like you just kind of are able to, it's like whatever has happened to you, to be able to use that to fuel your fire, to be able to prove people wrong, to be able to know that you have all this value to offer to the world. And for me, a piece of it too has been, and I so appreciate an opportunity, you know, to talk to you today about some of this because you never know, like your story could be someone's, you know, the, the playbook for someone's survival guide. Like we just Absolutely. all think we're kind of going through this by ourselves and to know that there's other people and that there's, you know, successful people and that, you know, you're, you're able to make the, the best of things that are really hard. That could be something that get in your, that got in your way. And then it let me also have some self-compassion and some empathy because when I first left corporate, like there was this piece of me that was so angry at myself. Like you just had seven years of like not getting your shit together and not figuring this out. And that was like wasted time. And it was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like the mean girl that lives in my head, like, oh my goodness, I built up my skill set. I was the president of my volunteer group. Like, and then you just kind of have to like turn that narrative and be like, no, this was a blessing. This was, this was my time where I totally needed to build my foundation so that I'm able to start my business. I'm able to do what I, I love. I'm able to do what I'm called to do in the world. The, the viewpoint you have there, I think is amazing when you were so powerfully and strongly saying that, you know, all these things in my past that happened to me, that is like the igniter, you know, mm-hmm. you, you that use that word a lot, igniter. And I'm like, that's yeah. incredible because I mean, it'd be very easy to say, oh, like, what was me and the world doesn't like me. And I think that maybe plays into the isolation you're talking about, right? When you feel like it's just happening to you and the world doesn't like you. But then yeah. what you said and you flip that narrative and you say, no, this is all like teaching me something or pushing me somewhere, yeah. giving me more energy or or maybe it's inspiring someone else to say, look at what, look at what Laura went through and now she's here. Um, that's, that's a mindset that I will hope to adopt in my life as well. That's incredible. Yeah. And we're all a work in progress. Like my life is by no means perfect. Like I'm still working on being a better person every day. And like when I got back from that workshop, the first thing I said to my, my boyfriend was at the time, who's not my husband, he was like, how did that go for you? Because it was, you know, the, the long, intensive three-day weekend. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have so much work to do. I'm just getting started. And he laughed, like, in a supportive <laughs> laugh, only because he knows that, like, I'm so much more intense on some of this stuff than, than most people. And like you said, I've been working on it for 12 years. So give yourself a little credit. But there's always a lot to do. And whether it's us, whether it's how we're showing up in the world, whether it's you know relationships that have you know some of our our uh, our learning and growing like we just haven't evolved as much in some of our relationships like all those pieces like it's it's a work in progress yeah yeah just because there's success happening doesn't mean that the the story is complete and the picture is perfect um absolutely and i i want to dive into that a little bit because i noticed when you talk about your your coaching um and you said for your entrepreneurs you work with, but I think it could work with really anyone um, building a career saying that, you know, it's not about just building a business you love or a career you love. It's also doing that. um, That also complements the lifestyle that you want and how you want to, you know, be with 
um, you know, your friends and your family yes. and, and the time that you want to yes. devote to other things. And talk to me a bit about um, how that's played into your life, but also, you know, when you're coaching people and, and you're guiding people through that, like, what are some of the things that you say to them as they're trying to, you know, not be so single uh, minded, focused on just a career or a business saying, well, it's your whole life that really matters. How do you walk yeah. yourself and others through that? Yeah, I think that you, that, that's, that's such a great point. And I think that for me, um, you know, this has really been such a gift because I knew that part of why I was feeling stuck that I was in the wrong life. Like I'm not a nine to five person. I'm not a sit behind the person, you know, sit behind the desk and like do recruiting. Um, I'm an extrovert. I get my energy from people, um, you know, some of those pieces. And, and for me, like to really be able to have the flexible you know, I, I support clients all over the world. And certainly if I'm training or speaking, I'm in person. Um, but a lot of it is, you know, the, the, like the technology we're on today, you know, to be able to have these resources that we didn't even have, you know, 10 or 20 years ago to really be able to um, build a business that's location independent. And for me, some of my top values are adventure and risk taking. So that's part of why I feel so energized is that I'm very aligned to my values. And it's, um, and it's been wonderful too, because I am the other half of what I consider a power couple. My husband is the CEO and executive of some schools that he started. And so, for example, he's on a more, you know, traditional kind of school calendar schedule. Um, and so, you know, like, for example, for Christmas and New Year's, the school's closed for two weeks. I'm closed for two weeks. <laughs> and so it's been time to adventure, right? Time to adventure. Yes. Yes. Cause uh, you know, we found each other later in life. And so, you know, to really maximize the time that we're able to be together and, and what that looks like. And for them, for this, we have, you know, those, the different skill sets and, and to be able to support each other in their business has been, um, you know, just such a, such a wonderful, something that I couldn't even have dreamed of. Yeah. And for listeners out there, Laura did just tell me that her and her new husband got married in Prague. So she's not a fake. She is a true adventure, she, adventure seeker. Um, so that's, that's incredible. Um, and yeah, I think that, you know, now that you look at your life and you say, okay, I built up this business that also complements um, my relationship and it allows me yeah. to spend time with the people that I love. And that's maybe mm -hmm. one of the most important things that we can do anyways. Um, yeah. That's awesome. And I, so you mentioned one thing in there that I want to touch on a bit and you said, you know, aligning with your values. Um, and until recently I really hadn't even done any sort of value exercise in my own life. And I just recently did it and it, it does make a huge impact. I mean, you don't really think about it, but then when you actually tangibly write it down, you say, Oh, yeah. these are the, the things that guide my life. How did, how did you go about identifying your values? And then when you say alignment, um, what does that mean to you and, and how does that you know, become enacted in your life? As far as the values piece, I've had some um, tools and resources that I've used for just kind of, you know, looking through some common values and starting to circle ones that really um, resonate with you and really thinking about how you're living in your life and maybe areas where you're feeling a little off or stuck or needing like more clarity. Um, you know, one example of that for me has been like, the religious versus spiritual piece. 
um, you know, so maybe it's like, what are the values your family instilled in you? But then like, what are the values that you actually have? You know, so that's a piece of my life where I'm still um, exploring. I was raised super, uh, super Catholic conservative family. I went to Catholic school up until I went to the UW um, and got, you know, wonderful education. It was a great experience. But then, you know, there's a piece of it too. Like my husband's a former pastor, you know, so we're trying to kind of explore some of those pieces together and what that looks like. And you know, I think to really, um, you know, be focused on, on who you are and how it shows up and to live in alignment is that I'm able to, with my values, I am able to use that as kind of my, my compass, my North Star, my guide on what are the things I want to say yes to and what are the things that I want to say no to. And, you know, for, we've been talking about doing the Prague thing for a while. And then when it came down to it, it was like, you know, I kept saying, no, I don't know. and kind of humming and hawing. And then it was like with my um, values on like risk and adventure. I've never even been to Europe, but it's always been on my bucket list. And then there came a point where this little voice said, why not? Why not? And I had no, I had no answer back. Yeah. Cause you knew, like, as you said, the North star, the values helped you to, mm -hmm. to make and to guide those decisions. And yes. Yeah, I think that that's an awesome way to put it, saying that it gives you a, a, almost a tool to say, okay, here's the choice I have in my life. Which one resonates most with my values? Um, which one will make yeah. me the happiest long term and, and follow that? I think that's, that's incredible. And I want to, that's awesome. I want to shift a bit to, um, again, your, your kind of coaching and how you guide people through certain things. And you had said um, online and uh, your website that, the thing that you kind of have noticed that people, people kind of hit this point where they know they want more and you hit that point in your life. And, mm -hmm. and it's kind of difficult to, to then look at it and say, well, where do I start and how do I create the life I want? And you talk about starting with clarity and confidence and kind of creating mm -hmm. this, this can do mindset. Yes. And I think that clarity is obviously extremely important because yeah. how do you, you know, you can't really know what you want unless you become clear on it. Yeah. What, what does that process look like of helping people find the clarity in their life and helping them build confidence to attack um, the things they want to do in their life? Yeah. And I think that, that that's such a great point and really being focused on where you are in your journey. And sometimes that means focusing a lot on what you're good at, what you're like to do. But I think that there's also a lot of value in those pieces of things that you don't like, right? Like, let's just like vent and get it all out there. But clarity starts with a willingness to shine the spotlight on you and to really get to know yourself and to really start to say, what are your dreams? And to start planning, to start putting together some goals and then to take those small actions. And the thing is, is that like for me, part of it was like, and I say this to my clients all the time, is like, we're just like so scared to do something different, which is like natural because our brain processes change, anything different. Oh, that's scary. That's dangerous. Don't do it. So to really override that. So maybe it's, it's something as small as, you know, reaching out to a friend and saying like, oh, you have a great business. Tell me about how you started it. Like, what skills do you think I need to start a business? Or, you know, learning more about a company if you're wanting to, you know, change companies or, you know, change jobs, but just like those little steps. And what, what, like, I didn't know when I was stuck and needed the clarity was like those little steps, those, you know, assignments, those experiments, however you want to like frame that, 
that's where you build your confidence by stretching past your comfort zone, by, um, you know, finding some small wins and, uh, you know, and, and maybe some days it's not a win. Maybe some days it's a lesson, but like, no matter what you have to focus on the effort and the energy and less about the outcome. Like what are the things that you can control and really kind of starting to look at that pictures. And like we mentioned, values exercise is a wonderful place to start. And I encourage people to do it often because I know just, you know, in the last 10 years, how much I've evolved my values. It's like a lot of them stay set, but a lot of them, you know, especially if you're starting to look at like, what are the values that have been instilled in me, you know, maybe by my family or by my culture and, and really kind of reviewing some of those of like, you know, who I am and then starting to make decisions based on that. And you'll see how that'll shift your life and bring some clarity to it as well. Yeah. And it sounds, it sounds like it's obviously done a lot of good in your life. And I'm curious if you think that is the thing holding people back? Is it, is it fear? I mean, you, you had mentioned that and, and I saw that you have a daily mantra too, that you said, do one thing a day that scares you. But, you know, I always ask myself, well, why, why do people not do this? And I think in my mind, and I'm confused, I'm interested to hear what you think, you know, it seems like, well, maybe, you know, something's going to go wrong or that, they're going to be, you know, forced to go through something bad rather than focusing on maybe like all the things that they will get by going on this journey. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think about like what holds people back from doing this? And what would you say to, to those people who are listening to this saying or thinking to themselves like, I think I could want more, but you know, I'm not sure if it's for me or I'm not sure if I can do it. What would you say to those people? I would say you can do it. I would say you know, focus on some of the challenges that you've had in your life and how you've turned that to success, how you've moved past it. But to know, like for me, a big aha moment was when I started learning more about how the brain works to know why I was scared. And the like you kind of hit on it a little bit though. What if this, what if that? And for me for a long time, I didn't know what was next. I just knew I wasn't in the right spot. So it's like, what if I make the wrong decision? What if I leave my company after 14 years and I, I hate it? Like, then you make another decision. Then you take more, diff more different action. Like, you, there are so few things in life where you're really locked in on decisions. So it's like, as long as you have this, this mindset about, you know, what's possible and then knowing too, like, I think for change, one of the big things is that we, are fearful. We do think about like the what ifs and why and, you know, kind of start to compile that list of all the ways that won't work. What if you start thinking about all the ways that it will work? And if you're thinking about, you know, a goal, for example, and that is really scary for you, it's like, how can you make that smaller? Because, you know, if there's like a scale or a spectrum and like one end is like intense fear and one end is like super, you know, the most excited you've ever been in your life, just magnificent joy, uh, energy, love, like, what does that look like? Like with you thinking about doing something else, unless you're more on the excited side of that scale, then you're probably not going to do it because your fear is going to override any actions you want to take. Thank you for sharing, for sharing that. And I'm, I'm curious now, so talking about your story, you know, once you, once you start that journey, um, I, it seems like from the outsider's perspective, like, oh, now she has it all figured out. And now, and I, we already kind of touched on this, but I think it's really important to understand that 
that, you know, dreams and chasing your dream and owning your business, it isn't like you're just sitting on a, a beach with palm trees around and hanging oh, out. No. So I'm curious how you, you know, some of the struggles that you've been through in the last yeah. 12 years, and then how do you use those struggles to keep you going? And what have, what have been ways that you've kind of fought through the low moments? Because I know that like sometimes you're dream chasing or going after this extraordinary life. At times you're going to be like, oh man, I feel stuck. What were yeah. those like things that kept, kept you going? And what were some of those experiences maybe if you want to share with us a few or maybe just one that one experience where you were like, I feel stuck. And, and what did you use to kind of guide you through that? Yeah. And I have that, you're right. Like I have that happen all the time. And, and even this week, like what we're on like Wednesday, I already had two like big opportunities that I got a big fat no. And you know, that can totally crush you. Or you can just say, you know what? There's a reason this is happening. Like for me, I try to harness my faith. And then I try to also really focus on what am I asking for? What am I praying for? What am I trying to manifest? And really when it comes down to it, these opportunities are not super aligned with that. They're more aligned with the short-term versus the long-term strategy. And so thinking about it from that perspective, and then also, and this is why I think like having, you know, a lot of opportunities, like the more opportunities you can create for yourself, uh, you are um, minimizing your risk a bit and you're in a position where you're able to pivot really fast to say, okay, I got no's to those. So I am sad and hurt and, you know, whatever those negative emotions to kind of be with that. And then to be able to like really pivot quickly to say, but I have this proposal pending for, you know, a great company that would be, you know, I'd be fabulous and excited to work with for, you know, a motivational speaking thing. And I have this book that I'm writing and, you know, quickly turning your mind to start again, you have to, you have to train your brain and focusing on all the positives, you know, that piece of that gratitude, like, yeah, I'm sad that didn't work out, but I have so much going for me and I'm just going to really be focused on you know, the opportunities I'm attracting and who are the people and the companies that are wanting to work with me. Those are my people. Those are my opportunities. And to really put my time and energy towards that versus really being and, and dwelling on things that are already done that I, um, that, that I have no control over. Hmm. Yeah. That's, that's interesting when you said train, train your brain. Cause mm -hmm. I've been, I mean, when I'm doing my own research and it seems every single top positive psychologist or neuroscientist or coach or whatever word you want to use is talking about gratitude nowadays and gratitude oh, yeah. practices. And I've started implementing my own life and it seems to be so powerful to have the ability yeah. to, you know, to just really like stop when things are going bad. And like you said, retrain your brain going forward and have, how have you used that in your life? Like when you say train your brain, have you implemented gratitude practices? Have you implemented certain things that are habits that you use when things are, are going wrong or you, you know, I think I see it as like your brain's a muscle and you need to, you know, you need to train it and need to do things that will help you, you know, when things are going bad, what things have you done to kind of help train your brain and, and keep you going forward? I think it's just really being super aware of your thoughts um, you know, because our thoughts create our emotions and our emotions create our behaviors and that creates our reality. So whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. 
So training my brain is really listening to the messaging and being, is it a neutral message or is it a positive message? And if it's negative, which, you know, back when I was in corporate and there was so much anger and sadness and just some negative emotions going on there, it was all with how I was thinking about, you know, being a victim almost like, you know, and, and really kind of thinking about it from a place of like, you know, if there are these negative thoughts that are coming, you know, I could be like, oh, they didn't want me. I suck. I should just close down my business now. It's like, no, because one person didn't want you. Like a lot of it, what, you know, I do like, you know, the coaching piece, the speaking piece, a lot of it is connecting with people and having a certain style. And so things like this, where it's like, that's why there are, you know, thousands of coaches in the world because everyone's, you know, style and process is going to be different. And at the end of the day, if you really care about what you're doing, your focus is on your client. So you want them to work with the person that is going to, that they feel like is going to be the best fit, that they feel like is going to be able to help them where they, where they are. And to know that that opens you up to work with someone that's really excited to work with you, that really is, um, you know, going to be able to benefit the most from your work together. Cool. That's, that's awesome. I think, like you said, just giving yourself that space to, to be aware of it. And just, I think that's the biggest part, giving yourself the space and time to do it. And, Mm -hmm. and that's cool. Thanks for, thanks for sharing that. Um, so, okay. I got a few, a few more questions for you here. Um, one of the things that I really liked now, if we're going to start going into the, the vocabulary of this podcast saying live an extraordinary life, I saw that you said that you can pick between an ordinary or an, ex- or an extraordinary life and that it's simply, it's up to you. And, you know, I think that for most of these listeners, for a lot of people who hopefully have, um, you know, a base level of, of their life needs met at that point, it does seem to be, there's the belief that there's this mindset that it's just kind of you, you choosing to say, I'm going to yeah. be comfortable and be ordinary. I'm going to be extraordinary. And yeah. What do you think are the factors in that? Is it a mindset? Is it is it simply because I know you're big on mindset coaching? Is yeah. it all does it all start in the mind? I really think that it does. And then I think just even having a bit of the the playful, anything's possible, and to you know shut down if people like you know one of our big amazing like huge dreams is to someday live half the time we live in Wisconsin so when it's nicer to be here and then live half the year in like Malibu because we love California and so some people can be like you are so ridiculous you think you're ever gonna live in Malibu and and I don't need the haters I don't need the people that are gonna be negative because that is because I've had examples in my life like this year alone, like with the, we just recently moved into a brand new condo on the lake and it all happened because a couple of years ago we had found out that they were being built and we knew they were, you know, way out of our price range. It would never work, but it just sounded super cool. And so we were like, Oh, wouldn't that be awesome if we were able to live there and just setting that intention. Now I'm here. I can't, and I can't even believe it. And same with like the thing in Prague, like I had an email a couple years ago and my boyfriend was like, let's get married in a castle in Prague. And it's like, ha right. We got married at a church at the base of the Prague castle. Like you just have to think it's possible, but it's not even like the manifesting, the praying. It's also putting in the action and knowing that if something's meant for you to be, it will come for you. And if not, then maybe something better is or something different and to be, to be open to that. Yeah. So mindset, intention, action, mm-hmm. and dreaming big and not letting the naysayers tear you down because yeah. it's, your, it's your life. 
Mm-hmm. Surround yourself with the, the big dreamers and the yeah. people that are out there hustling with, you know, the, the heart and the hustle and people that like yourself that are doing like such amazing things and, and really making an impact by sharing these messages out in the world and to know that, you know, it is possible. And, and really what it comes down to is creating success on your terms. Like what does it mean to be successful? What is the impact that you want to make in this world, in this life? Yeah. So when you look at your own life, um, you think about like the pillars of what makes an extraordinary life for you. I'm curious. This is a question that I want to ask almost everybody who comes on here because I'm just so curious what people say about their own lives and what they think are the key elements of, of their life that gives it an element of extraordinary or meaning. You know, to me, it's, it was really kind of shifting what I thought as success and really shifting from needing a lot of external validation to the internal validation. Like it doesn't matter if I'm winning awards and on stages constantly, what really matters at the end of the day, if I'm reflecting back on my day and was I able to best myself? Like, was I able to be a little bit better than the person I showed up as yesterday? And most importantly, what was that impact that I made? Did I touch the life of at least one person? And, and whether that's a client or maybe that's me at the grocery store, you know, letting a mom with a screaming kid go ahead of me in line. Um, but it's just like those little things, those moments where you're adding value to your world, you're adding value to your um, community and, and to really be focused on those, those are the, the little things that aren't little, they're the big things in life. Yeah. So it sounds like just having an impact on those around you and, and being a light, no matter if it's at work or at the grocery store, if it's your husband or just being there for, for people. Yep. And knowing it's not about me. Yeah. That's just awesome. hard. because Our ego gets in the way a lot. <laughs> yeah, it really, it really does. It really does. But I mean, life becomes simpler when you, I think when you give to others and instead of trying to always figure out Yes, definitely. And And that gratitude piece that you, you mentioned is, is huge for the shift. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll leave it with, with two things, but if there's one main message, if you had a a sentence you could leave with the listeners um, after this show, what would it, what would it be? What would be your, your closing statement? My closing statement is that you are your own best competitive advantage. You know, you are special, you are unique, and what you have, no one else can offer that to the world. And so, you know, every day it's, if, you know, we working, we talked about here, like how we're, we're working to be our best selves and, and to really be putting the best of you out there. Wow, that's incredible. Well, Laura, thank you so much for having this conversation with me today. It's been so enjoyable to hear your story and your words of wisdom and just all the things you've been going through. And I'm excited to continue to follow you on your journey. Um, if listeners, I know that I know a lot of people from I know a lot of people from Wisconsin. If they want to, uh, you know, find out more about you or look into the projects you're working on, where would be a good place that I could direct them to in the show notes? Yeah, I would say check out my website. Feel free to reach out. Um, I, I look forward to connecting with people local and all over, I have plants all over the world. So don't hesitate to reach out if there's anything I can do to support you with creating an extraordinary life. 
All right. You heard it, listeners. Anywhere in the world, reach out to Laura. She's, she's here to help you. Thanks so much, Laura. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed speaking with you. What an exciting and lovely conversation that was. For those of you who do want to check out Laura's work or try to get in touch with her, again, her website is laurageminder.com. That would be L-A-U-R-A-G-M-E-I-N-D-E-R.com. And I will include a link to that in the show notes. So I hope you can take some of this podcast and this episode with Laura. Her wisdom, her knowledge, and just her story is quite inspiring. And as always, listeners, go live an extraordinary life.